What's up, guys? Welcome to the Got Next podcast. So, since the Lakers won the title and LeBron won another title, the GOAT debate is once again being fiercely debated online. So, naturally, we have to do this. I mean, we yeah, have to give our we, we, we have to. We got him, man. It would be a crime if we didn't. Exactly. So, you know, that's it. That's, that's all we're going to talk about for this pod. This 50 minutes, one hour, whatever it is. We're going to talk about who we think is the greatest player of all time. Michael Jordan or LeBron James. <laughs> My name is Rafa Squill. I'm here with Carlos Sikia as always. What's up, guys? And this is the GOAT Next Podcast. You're terrible. <laughs> You're terrible. <laughs> I apologize for the bad joke. Oh my god. <laughs> We're going to start with the GOAT discussion. I mean, we have to. We have to. LeBron won his fourth title, fourth M- finals MVP. Yeah. Everyone and their mother is talking about it. Yeah. Oh, and, and just so everyone knows, we're just going to stick to LeBron and Jordan right now. Even if you think that there's an argument for other guys, let's just stick with the two because, I mean, Carlos and I can't control ourselves and we're just going to talk. So, yeah. to keep, for simplicity only, we're going to talk about these two guys. All right. Yeah, okay. That's fair because I feel like there are some people who, there are a lot of people who also think that there are others besides these two. Yes, that, yes. That have cases of the GOAT. Um, and I think they do, but yeah. stick to the two guys. Just for um, just to be clear, I think I don't know. I, I had I, I'm personally a Jordan guy, so I had him ha, have him as the goat. What are your bias? What are your biases? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, everyone knows my affinity for hating LeBron James. Um, <laughs> so I. I'm, but here's the thing, like when I, when I tried to think about this, as the Lakers were on the brink of winning this title, I was like, I, should I, I'm going to give LeBron a fair shot. I am going to start from a blank slate and really consider he might be the GOAT. All right. So that's, that's where my research goes. But let's start with, um, do you want to read their resumes? Okay. Um, let's compare let's just read out these these guys resumes just so everyone is just so we have a idea of what each player accomplished through their careers so yes. Le- lebron uh four times nba champion four times mm-hmm. finals mvp four times most valuable player 16 16 times nba all-star 13 times first first team all nba twice in the second team once in the third team uh five times all all nba defense uh, and once on the all defensive second team, uh, a couple other notes: he was the rookie of the year in 2004, uh, sc- scoring champion in 08, and assist leader in 2020. This year, yeah, first time. Yeah, uh, thank he should thank AD for that. <laughs> for that <time. laughs> yep. Uh, Jordan, a much shorter career, uh, only 15 seasons if you include the Wizards years. 13 on the Bulls. Um, he's six-time champion, six-times finals MVP, five-times M- NBA MVP, uh, 14-time All-Star, 10-time All-NBA first team, once in the second team as a rookie, uh, Defensive Player of the Year, uh, nine-times 
all NBA defense, uh, rookie of the year, 10 times scoring champ, and three times steals leader. Hmm. Yeah. So that's their ba- that, that was their Wikipedia resume. <laughs> I just feel yeah. that's where I copied it from. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Anything you want to highlight from those accolades? Um, obviously, these all time resumes. Um, I think that one, this, the only thing that I want to talk about here is that I didn't use any of this crap for my goat arguments. Um, yeah. It, I, they, I, obviously, like when you're thinking about th- their place in NBA history, like these are awesome resumes, but when you're looking for a new job, the resume is part of it, but you don't hire based on the resume. You have, you got to interview them. You got to call their contacts and all that stuff. So I feel like people use these resumes a little too much to determine who's the goat. Like you um, see a lot of, you see a lot of graphics with like all of these achievements. And yeah. Like the numbers. It's stupid. <laughs> it's so dumb. It's so dumb. They do that with the uh, accomplishments. They do that with um, stats, like stats, like basic box score stats. The ones I love are when LeBron fans put that LeBron has more totals of everything than Jordan, even though Jordan had has had a shorter career. Um, career. Yeah. Like we, he has 15 seasons, but his second season he broke his foot. In 1995, he played 17 regular season games. He probably played like 23 games total. He only had 11 year. full seasons with the Bulls. He had 11 full seasons with the Bulls. That's it. And then and two full seasons with the Wizards. And that and no playoffs. So is like is LeBron supposed to have more totals than Jordan? Yeah. It's, it's crazy that Jordan still leads him in some. <laughs> yeah, but they like they never cite the per game averages. And I know like the some of them might favor LeBron besides the points, but you know, we'll talk about that in a little bit. I just want to mention that the resume thing is uh, objectively stupid. I think it's a good measure. It's just a, it's a, it's like your first, who are the greatest? Then you can like narrow short narrow your short list. Well, exactly. It's 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 exactly like a job interview. The resume mm. can you can it can help you weed out, but it doesn't pick. It's not going to pick the candidate for you. Yeah, that's fair. Well, some places might do that, but that's a mistake. <laughs> I think that's um, not how it should be. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it's not how it should be. Were there? You wanted to talk about some key accolades, some key moments for them too, right? Uh, not really. I just want to no- note the things that <clears throat> you see a lot on NBA yeah. Twitter or on talk- those NBA talk shows. Like you know, all, <laughs> everyone's favorite argument for the Jordan is he's six and zero in the finals. Mm-hmm. The LeBron lost six times. For for mm-hmm. a while, the the LeBron fans were called the three six mafia. <laughs> now it's the four six mafia. <clears throat> Rip yeah. to the three six mafia. It's now four and six. Uh, LeBron is third team winning a chip in the finals MVP. No one's ever done that, I think, because no one's ever moved yeah. that much. That's more yeah, yeah. against him. That's more of a narrative thing. I feel um, mm-hmm. LeBron's losing in the 2010-11 finals. Obviously, it's a big talking point for the Jordan arguments. Right. Eight points in Game Four of the 2011 finals. Ooh, <laughs> ooh, yeah, um, yeah. LeBron's had some stinkers. Yeah. Michael Jordan losing in the first round three times before he got his team got good. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, no. So yeah, I mean, the reason I wanted you to bring all that stuff up is because I mean, LeBron swept Tyson <clears throat> the finals. Yeah, well, like when when people are arguing, like 
well, Le- Jordan never had to play these super teams and blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, was Jordan supposed to play a super team that didn't exist? He can only play the guys in front of him. Same thing with LeBron. Like, we can say, like, yeah, Jordan's competition going, in, going into the finals was harder. LeBron's competition in the finals was harder, um, both of which I agree. But what are they supposed to do about that? They just got to play Jordan, who they got in front, yeah. Who's yeah, Jordan, 91 Jordan doesn't have a time machine, and he can't play the 2017 Warriors, right? Like, what's, what, is the, like the, what is the point of arguing about all this? Because, <laughs> like, you can say on the one hand, like, Jordan got swept in the playoffs. He's 1-9 before Pippen, which is a disingenuous argument. That's the worst argument. Ever. Because, because he was losing to the 86 Celtics, Celtics. where we're one of the greatest teams of all time. The 89 Pistons, another one of the greatest teams of all time. Is 24-year-old Jordan supposed to do that? I don't think so. Yeah, who do you Especially look- when his best teammate was George Gervin's corpse. <laughs> yeah. Even 1985, he played a really under, like, underappreciated Bucks team in 1985. That Bucks team was awesome. But again, that was his rookie year. Like, was he supposed to beat that team? No. LeBron, LeBron didn't even make the playoffs his yeah, first There you years. go. There you go. You know what I mean? So... We're not going to argue that. Obviously, like LeBron's stinkers in 2010 and 2011 really don't help his case. I think not yeah, saying that Jordan didn't have bad games, but those were really bad. The, the lows, those lows of LeBron are though like very. There's really a black mark in his resume, to be honest. Yeah, the lows are very low, and I will say that I don't know how you can argue that. LeBron is a better regular season player than Jordan because Jordan was a better regular season player. Yeah, LeBron because, doesn't try like he he conserves for the playoffs, particularly the yeah. last few years. And not that I blame him with all the mileage he has, and it's not like Jordan didn't take possessions off here and there, but because they practiced a little harder in the '90s because they didn't understand how taxing that was. Yeah, and Jordan made it his mission to make every practice like this all-out war. We saw he never really dance. got the same amount of rest. Yeah, we saw last dance evidence of that. We've I've read books on it, like the Jordan rules. Like mm. it's exactly that. So the reason, a big reason that his career was shorter and he retired is because like you can't Balls keep that to up. the wall. <laughs> You're going hundred percent all the time. That is hard to keep up. Yeah. So the longevity hurts Jordan, but it doesn't really. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because the way he is, like the, it, it, that doesn't make it for the longest career in NBA history. Yeah, it, it, it's always like the big what if, if for Jordan is if he never didn't retire twice and just continue yeah, playing. But, but it was a part I of don't the, know if they would have won 94 title. No, I agree. I don't I agree. think they would have. I agree because yeah. it's too much. They're already, they're already mentally tired in, in 93. <laughs> yeah, they were exhausted in 93. They needed, they needed that break, but, you know. He needed would, that break for sure. It would have been interesting to see, like, because Jordan seems so perfect narrative-wise. I think the retirements helped him there. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. He, he stopped playing at the right time, and then when he came back and lost to Orlando, that was, like, the perfect thing for him. Yeah. To realize that he can't just come back and be the greatest again. He had to work on, rework his body back. A couple more things before I want to get to the actual my our actual arguments for either of these guys is a lot of people say like you know one guy's era had an advantage over the other. There are advantages like in current days, 
the freedom of movement stuff for perimeter guys and the unwritten and rule that illegal screens are okay if you pretend that you are not screening someone intentionally. Does that not happen in the 90s? <laughs> I feel like that's, that's probably, that probably would happen in the 90s as well. That cheating has been there the whole time. Yeah. No doubt about it. It is significantly more important now because of the number of pick and roll possessions that they run. That's true. It's and heavy, heavy ISOs in the 90s. Yeah. And remember, when Jordan played, there were illegal defense rules. So when there was natural spacing, even though a 28% shooter was standing on the top of the key, you had to be somewhat cl- within an arm's length of him unless you were going to double team somebody. Yeah, actually, that I think... That created natural space. Coolest thing I heard about that was, like, teams playing the Spurs in the 90s would just cap their center to three-point line, and David Robinson would have minimal defensive impact. Yeah, is- pretty much. Exactly. But the thing that LeBron has an advantage to is just the way it's played now. Like, hand people checking. understand spacing better. No hand-checking is... Not that it would have totally wrecked LeBron, but it, it would have helped. And, On-ball defense, um, for sure, yeah. Yeah. And the way that people understand spacing now, because even with the illegal defense rules, Jordan was playing with two post-up guys still clogging in the lane. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Whereas you could have... Exactly like you said, you could have put Horace Grant and Bill Cartwright at the top of the key, and their guys would have had to stay there. But no one thought to do that. Yeah. They ran their triangle to... to so... <laughs> Yeah, so do we want to get into some play style stuff? Yeah. Because that's where it really goes for me. Yeah, um, I think accolade-wise, what? But in terms of accolades, they, it's not really in the argument for you. Do you think if LeBron wins seven championships, will that change things? No. There, I'm not saying LeBron could never surpass Jordan for me, but I'll, I'll make my case for the reason why, but even before the finals, I was like, I think regardless of outcome, no matter what, no matter who wins, if LeBron has a good series, then he might even surpass my other two guys, Kareem and Bill Russell, mm-hmm. which he has. It didn't matter that they won because he could win seven championships, but if he keeps stacking the deck each time, it's not going to add anything for me. For me, it's his play, the way he plays. Okay. Interesting. Stacking the deck. That's a thing, but at the same time, he has had to play well. I'm not saying he didn't earn his championships, but I, you can't make the argument that LeBron winning with three teams was this great accomplishment when he stacked the deck for himself each time. Because you either like build the championship culture over, in one team over multiple years, which is what Jordan did. Yeah. Or like you have to build... Like, LeBron had to do that three times in like a year or two, so that's yeah. the um, that's the argument for that being a notable yeah. accomplishment. But mm-hmm. it depends. It depends what your view is on that kind of stacking. Is that stacking the deck, or is that building up yeah. the championship culture in such a short time? You know, it it could go either way. I would favor more of the stacking the deck because he gets these elite teammates. He gets to pick. He basically got to pick his teammates, whereas Jordan had to. Take Pippen and Horace Grant under his wing and Motion. push them. Now yeah. you can say he was a a big asshole to them, but his his argument for that was they need to understand what it's like to be in pressure situations, so that when we are in those times, they're ready to perform. 
No doubt, though, that it worked because his team... No doubt it worked. The documentary, like, the, the teammates were like, he was an asshole, but we won, you know? Yeah, I mean, there are guys who are not suited for that culture. Yeah. There are guys who are not suited for the way LeBron plays. LeBron's more of a camaraderie guy, like, everyone's together, we're going to go have dinner, we're going to be friends, you know what I mean? Whereas Jordan was really, like, in your face, like, if you don't try to kick my ass right now, then we're not going to win. Yeah. It's just different leadership styles. I'm not using it for an argument for either guy. Yeah. But the thing I want to get to is the playing. Yeah, now, it's fair place that. Yeah. I think the assumption that a lot of the LeBron fans make is that, oh, he scores a lot. He is a great passer. He's a good defender. Gets a little more so than Jordan. He's a more, yeah, he's a more quote-unquote complete player than Jordan. He has to be a better player. More all, best all around player, yeah, yeah. What do you so think about if, it? If if you're looking at the basic offensive skills, which the like the most basic offensive skills, jump shooting, finishing at the rim, your layups, mm. passing and dribbling, those are like the most basic offensive skills. And Jordan is a, I think, is a better jump shooter for sure, and has better ball handling. LeBron has clearly better passing and rim finishing. And the rim finishing is close. Yeah, the thing, like, if you're going to pick, you can pick either one at the rim finishing. Cause... Yeah, you could argue either way. I think because LeBron, it was harder for Jordan to finish back then than it he is for LeBron did. to finish now. Yeah. He still did. But, you know, it, it, if I were to give an edge to someone, it would be LeBron, but just a slight one. And you could go either way. Yeah. Um, but the passing is far superior for LeBron, I think. Yeah. Well, the, the, you know what I mean? the thing with passing for Mike, against, that goes against Mike is that wasn't his role, you know? No, for sure, for sure. So and He still has yeah, some really so good that, passes, you know? <laughs> for sure. And so this is where, this is where I'm going to get into this thing. So even though I think that... Well, anyway, those, those basic skills get into these more advanced concepts that we have, which is attacking the defense, so setting yourself up to get good shots and then creating for others and you know after i say that you're like oh jordan's the attacker lebron's the creator right right? yeah like that's where your mind would go and where i feel like is that those two just balance the two out and jordan leveraged his scoring more lebron leveraged his creating more so jordan was like more of a score first because that's his mindset exactly well lebron means passing a bit more than jordan did Exactly. Not to, not to say so, LeBron is passed first, which I see quite a bit, which is, I think, a ridiculous <laughs> argument. Yeah, yeah. I think he just makes the right play. And um, I think the good key stats here for them are that, so in the, in the playoffs in their prime, Jordan scores 32.7 points per 75. And using Ben Taylor's box creation, he creates eight Point three shots for his teammates per 75. Whereas LeBron's is um, 27.4 and then 8.9. Wait. So, sorry. So, sorry. Jordan's, Jordan's offensive creation for teammates in the regular season was 6.2. LeBron's in the regular season is 8.9. So, that's Jordan's slightly higher scoring, slightly less creation. It flips the other way for LeBron. The difference between those two is literally two shots. Yeah, yeah. Wait, question. What years? Yeah. What years is 
is Ben using for these numbers? Because you said so. You just said prime. I'm just curious what years yeah. these are. So I, I I actually calculated all these. The years I use for prime for Jordan are from 1990 to 93 and 96 to 98. For LeBron, it's straight 2011 to 2020 minus 2019. Okay, interesting. Yeah. So uh, just to reiterate those numbers, in the regular season, um, and I misspoke earlier, so 31.3 points per possession per, per 75 with 6.2 created for Jordan. LeBron is 27.4 and 8.9. So, so yeah, yeah, two shots. Interesting right, that you, two shots. you're leaving out a couple of like season, really good seasons from both players. Absolutely, but I really care about the, the, the them fi- being the big guys. The finals, yeah. the finals uh, runs. Like the true contention, basically. Minus the 07 caps. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you know, I, I did add the 2009 season for some of the some of the metrics, but even when you add them on, it doesn't change these numbers that much. It would be about the same. The interesting thing is that in the playoffs, Jordan's scoring goes up to 32.7 from 31.3. He creates 8.3 in the playoffs, which goes up from 6.2 for others. Whereas LeBron's, his scoring is about the same. It's 27.9. He creates far fewer. He goes from 8.9 in the regular season to 7.6 in the playoffs. So Jordan ends up scoring more and creating more for others per 75 than LeBron. LeBron stays the same but creates less. No, LeBron dips in creation. That's crazy. I actually, yeah, and when you, interesting. And when you consider the fact that he always stacks his teams to have star players with him, that's, a, that's an odd thing, right? I guess it makes you sense because expect in the, that to necessarily happen. It makes sense in the playoffs when the defenses like are better, so they take no away doubt. those creation. No doubt. They take away those no creation doubt. opportunities. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, some of that, if you put in the context of LeBron being this ball dominant guy, because this is where, which you and I have talked about, LeBron. I think you and I agree that he is the greatest floor raiser of all time. Yeah, that's, all that's, of his elite skill set. Yeah, his elite skill set in certain things allows him to go from a, a bring a 35-win team to a potentially 60-win team. More so than even Jordan. You can make the finals sometimes, you know, 2018. <laughs> right? Like, just having LeBron on your team, you have a chance. You have a shot. But what is, what is the, the fatal flaw of LeBron, which we've alluded to several times? Not fatal flaw, but you know what I mean. Yeah, Off-ball. <laughs> Ball dominant. Exactly. He, the, the, he has the, no. The opposite of that, basically. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. So he doesn't <laughs> really have an off-ball game besides an occasional cut to the basket and an occasional catch-and-shoot jump shot, which he doesn't shoot nearly as much as he should. Mm-hmm. He has a favorite A little back. bit in Miami. It was pretty good in Miami. Oh, that stupid famous step back. A terrible <laughs> move. No one's falling for it. They just give him space because he's just elite at getting to the rim. <laughs> but... You know, I digress. So just based on the attacking, you know, Jordan has creates for himself off the ball and that allows him to be with more elite talent. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's interesting though. Jordan's play Jordan's playoff creation went up. Well, that's actually pre- like that lends into the fact that he's definitely raises his level of play in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I mean, the film definitely backs that up. 
So mm-hmm. absolutely, it's good to see the numbers too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and um, I'm not trying to say that LeBron's numbers go down for like he doesn't step up in the playoffs. It's just you know the the context matters here, and the context for LeBron is that he tends to be a very on-ball dominant guy. Mm-hmm. So when it comes push comes to shove against good playoff teams, he, he does take matters into his own hands more than you would think. LeBron, yeah, LeBron, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So here here's a, a thing I, I did want to ask you. So there's this concept of skill versus effectiveness, right? So who who's the better basketball player, Shaquille O'Neal or John Stockton? Shaq. He's Shaq. Yeah. Who has more skill, though? Shaq. <laughs> no. Really think about it. Who has more skill? What, Can Shaq are you dribble? Like, are you talking about Sha- Shaq? Yeah. You see him like, go no, up, like, a gazelle like, up the floor. <laughs> that's literally John Stockton's 21-year career. That's whatever true. his actual career was. Yeah. So this, who's a better ball handler, Shaq or Stockton? No, it's got, it, it, you got to give it to Stockton. That's, that's no brain. Yeah. Who's a better shooter, Shaq or Stockton? Stockton. Who's a better passer, Shaq or Stockton? Probably Stockton, but don't it's sleep Stockton. on Shaq. <laughs> don't sleep on Shaq. No, it, he's a it's good. He's Stockton. a good. He's a good big man passer. No, overall but compared, passer. Compared to John Sha- Stockton. Compared to Stockton, yeah, it's John Stockton. But again, who's the better player? Shaquille. It's Shaq. Right? Shaquille. It's Shaq. Big, I wouldn't argue for the it. big Aristotle. Sorry. <laughs> So this is kind of where, like, our eye test. So, um, you you mentioned it. What are LeBron's moves, other than that stupid, like, stupid, not really a step back? <laughs> Bully ball. Yep. Over the shoulder. Yep. He, so he has like what? If he drives right, he's going all in the basket. If he drives left, he's pulling up. <laughs> he has a spin harder move, to stop, obviously. He has a spin yeah. move. On, on his drives, he yeah, has a, like that stupid like running, running one hander fading away, fading away left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, over. Yeah, which is really not a, accurate. Um, hey, he, he got know. a game winner on that over. OG. He's won game winners know. on that, but <laughs> you know, skill versus effectiveness. I would argue they're both equally effective, but Jordan has far more skill. Not far more skill, but more skill. Yeah, I think there he has more. Um, moves to be honest like lebron's mm-hmm. post game is very very rudimentary i guess you know he has a jump right. he has a jump hook he has fade it's really good fadeaway actually over his he does right, have a decent fadeaway I'll over over his right shoulder which mm-hmm. he doesn't shoot enough i didn't see enough of it in the he doesn't need to though lakers yeah why would he if he can just barrel his way to the rim exactly <laughs> but he doesn't have the same like you know jordan's footwork on the post in particular is impeccable yep. uh exactly yeah Exactly. And again, Jordan has an off-ball game. He runs, he flies off screens and gets himself easy shots. Yeah. Right? Yeah. There's so, a lot of work off the ball. No LeBron. Yeah. So they're... You know, standing on the, standing on top of the key. I think there's a stat exactly. where, like, he, he was the slowest, traveled the least miles uh, with the Lakers. <laughs> really? Yeah. If you wow, look, really? Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look it up while you, while you um, make your argument with. Go, <laughs> go for it. But yeah, so w- when it comes to attacking, you know, effectiveness is obviously similar. I mean, their, their true shooting percentages are similar. F- uh, 
you know, 57.7 for Jordan and 60.8 for LeBron. And the difference in 3%, I think, is just because of the three-point shooting, and that's it. Yeah. and That's 3%. It's not a lot. And I think LeBron definitely shoots more, but that's more of a product of the times. Like, even in, in his true, peak Miami true. years, he wasn't shooting the three. <laughs> so Yeah. But yeah, yeah, for sure. It's kind of interesting that like he changed his game. Like, he's changed. He changed his game to uh, to fit the uh, the t- the play style of the league, right? So for sure, it's you would think Jordan would do the same thing. Yeah, he sort of kind of did, but I feel like jo- Jordan did not have to go through such a drastic style style of play change that LeBron did, right? Like LeBron played against the old school Spurs but also the current Golden State Warriors right yeah so yeah, it's a very really different. long career <laughs> exactly so but anyway to get back to my argument LeBron doesn't really have dribble moves he uses bully ball very well based on our shooting splits you know we've noted that LeBron's jump shot is very inconsistent he's like 37% on his mid-range jump shots right yeah, his three-point shot goes up and down per season and so, like, this is where I would, I might see, like, does LeBron's ball pounding and excessive on-ball limit his value next to other players? So, if we look at this year's playoffs, the Lakers with LeBron and AD had an offensive rating of 120. Mm-hmm. AD without LeBron was 121.6. This is better. the playoffs, yeah. Yeah, this, this playoffs. And LeBron without AD was 116.7. <coughs> By the way... More arguments for AD being playoff MVP, but <laughs> yeah, but like it, we see a similar thing when LeBron was with Dwayne Wade. We don't have as much evidence for Michael Jordan, but the closest thing would be I looked at Kobe and Pau Gasol. Kobe and Pau together were 113. Kobe only was about 111. Pau only was about 107. Offensive rating. Oh, okay. So both of them together was better than either one of them. Whereas that wasn't the case with LeBron and AD, with Wade and LeBron, with Bosch and LeBron, with Love and LeBron. Although, interestingly, it was with Kyrie and LeBron, which I thought was interesting. Oh, Kyrie is a really yeah. good fit with LeBron on offense. He is. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wait. But otherwise, yeah. Wait, for the stat, for the speed, just, uh, just to give you... Uh... What I was talking about earlier in 2018, in the 2018 Cavs, they I'm looking at the average speed of all the players that played. Guess where LeBron ranked, ranked on the 2018 Cavs in terms of average speed? Ooh. Dead last. Second last. Last was Kendrick Perkins. Only played one game. <laughs> 3.88 miles per hour. Kendrick Perkins. Uh, so even when LeBron. Let's go up the ball, and he's just standing there. Kendrick Perkins is still slower than him. <laughs> one for the in the one game that Perkins played, yeah, <laughs> three point eight eight miles per Dude. hour. Everyone else, everyone else averaged at least four. Dude, peak Kendrick Perkins was a problem. <laughs> that video of him and that video yeah. of him that with his low lights is the funniest one. Yeah, and by the way, when I say a problem, I don't mean. The same kind of problem that LeBron James is a problem. <laughs> it's, a, it's a real problem. He's like, a, it's a problem. 
Oh my um, god. Yeah. Anyway, um, so I think we just to get back to the original point because LeBron Jordan has all these counters. Like he has several moves. Yeah. He's a decent enough passer. He has an off-ball game. He's a better attacker, in my opinion, based on eye test. Because if the numbers are the same, but the eye test differs just a little bit, I'll give the slight edge to LeBron. Or sorry, to Jordan as an attacker. From a creating standpoint, even though the numbers do favor Jordan in the playoffs, where where would you think would you who would who would you give an edge to? Well, I just want to say because I wasn't I wasn't able to respond earlier on offense. Yeah, I think LeBron, yeah. LeBron uh, Jordan is the better attacker. I would agree that Jordan is probably the better attacker. Um, mm-hmm. Creation wise, I think it's just because just from the just from how the LeBron teams play. I think it's mm-hmm. still got to go with LeBron because everything runs through him on, on his teams. And I, yeah, and I, I agree with that. I think Jordan really mastered two key passes, the dump down to the big and then kicking out to a shooter. But LeBron has like much more tools in his passing bag. Cross Jordan court. Does. Yeah, the cross court. They, the freaking skip pass. No one, like, no one, does no one else has that. Yeah. No one does it better than LeBron. Exactly. So I would give it to LeBron. Yeah. Creating again, the, the edges between these two are actually like really slim. Yeah. Let's talk about defense too, because this is this is an interesting it, one. It's hard to pin down. Yeah, this is really hard to pin down, right? So there are just too many um, seasons because Le- peak LeBron obviously was a really active defender, but particularly in the last few years, uh, except yeah, this year, exactly. He doesn't. He he saves his saves his gas, you know, for the playoffs. He does. He does save gas a little more. I think. Same thing with Jordan. Like he he would he conserved too. Like yeah. Let's not say that Jordan played gas on the pedal on defense for forty eight minutes or whatever it was. He took breaks, but you know, um, based on what I've seen, in particular the first three peat years, like his defense was very like off. Like he would turn it off, especially when he was off ball. But in the playoffs is when he would turn it on. Right, right. I thought he you were talking about the final. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. In the finals, he did not turn it off. He was guarding Magic Johnson in 91. Despite Clyde the narrative. Drexler in 92. Despite the narrative. Yeah. That Pippen... Despite the narrative. <laughs> anyway. Exactly. So, um, and then, I mean, wh- one of the things that impressed me was in 96, he's like 32. He has his baseball body, but he locked down Penny Hardaway. Yeah. And yeah. that was the key to winning the Orlando Magic Series in 96. Yeah. So, you know, when we're thinking about defensive roles... I think like Jordan's point of attack defense is a little better. No, yeah, I think as a one-on-one defender, Jordan, Jordan, Jordan is one of the best of all time. He's up there with Pippen, with his teammates, Scotty Pippen. Which, yep. Uh, against the narrative that Pippen always guarded the, the other team's best wing, it's more like who is the shooting guard, who is the small forward, and then they would, you know, basically, yeah, they would be they match up that way rather than, you know, letting. Pippen or letting Jordan guard one or the other. Uh, yeah, he, he's he's up there with he's up there in terms of on ball defense. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And LeBron, he's shown that he, can, he he's pretty good at it as well. I think Jordan's still a better on ball defender than yeah than LeBron. That said, who's more switchable? I mean, just out of pure just just off of pure size, LeBron is for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, LeBron is more switchable. Like. Exactly like you said, of size. Like, Jordan couldn't theoretically guard Charles Barkley, but LeBron probably could. 
Charles Barkley is literally LeBron. <laughs> Jordan is taller than, than Charles Barkley. Yes. Le- <laughs> Charles Barkley is LeBron if he was fat and lazy. No, but you know what's crazy? Like, Charles Barkley is listed as, as 6'8 or something during the playing days. But if you see pictures of him next to Jordan, he's like 6'4. They're the same height. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's stupid. Anyway. Um, yeah. Anyway, so I think... Well, one thing that both LeBron and Jordan are terrible at, and people don't talk about this enough, is that they are terrible at running after guys coming off ball screens. <laughs> they are terrible. They don't, that's not what they want to do on defense, for sure. <laughs> exactly. I mean, Reggie Miller lit Jordan up. Mm. Yeah, particularly in 98. But yeah, and then the like... Push off. <laughs> anytime, almost any time Steph Curry scored on LeBron, it was off a screen. Like one on one, LeBron contained Steph pretty good in the finals. But anytime Steph came off the screen, LeBron was nowhere near. He just had one play where he crossed up LeBron, but then if he slowed down the footage, he like double dribbled. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, so the, one one thing that no one talks about is that they are terrible at screen navigation. Their pick and roll defense probably wouldn't be that good if they got that happened a lot because they're they're just not good for some reason. Neither of them are that good at. Just get fighting through a screen. Just switch, switch, please. <laughs> yeah, switch, 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 switch. Especially, um, yeah, especially in today, like the, the Cavs teams of LeBron's love to switch. So yeah, and that's a big modern thing that Jordan never really had to deal with. Yeah, very one on one in the nineties. Yeah, and then who do you think is the better help defender overall in terms of like driving lanes and rim protection? Well, Jordan has the most blocks for a guard all time. Yes, he does. He do- Actually, it's Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade beat Dwayne, Dwayne Wade. Uh, it's Dwayne Wade him now, yeah. Damn. Overtook him. But, it, but you're right. Jordan had an insane number of blocks. Yeah. But that said... It's just it's harder for a shorter player to be an effective help defender. <laughs> you know? Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I think LeBron, especially in these... Uh, the modern NBA, he's perfect for that um, help def- help defense kind of role. He was really yeah. good in this this playoffs, um, helping off his, yeah, helping off sure. the guys and you know put, stopping stopping people yeah. at the rim. Uh, not yeah. that Jordan couldn't do it as as well, but I think LeBron at the end of the day would be a better yeah. help defender just out of just because of pure size. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean rim protection. I don't think. And again, with with this too, we're splitting hairs, but I would give a slight edge to LeBron for being a slightly better rim protector. Mm-hmm. And the help defense, I, I would actually give slightly to Jordan because Jordan was really good at getting steals and creating turnovers off of double teams. Mm, yeah. I know it's like these, these comparisons aren't apples to apples because Jordan couldn't really help on driving lanes. Otherwise, it might have been called illegal defense, right? Yeah. Unless he did a or hard he, double. Like, <laughs> but yeah. Unless he did a hard double. But I think that LeBron, Jordan could do that because he could, knew how to double team. He had to double team in the post a lot. So just because of the rim protection slightly elevates LeBron. So overall defense, who would you have? Ooh. <laughs> um, I guess, wait, are you taking... You're, uh, depends. Are you taking into account LeBron's off? Because uh, obviously, like, I feel like LeBron took more breaks than Jordan did. Uh, Absolutely. So are we taking into account those? Or are we just talking about like peak 
playoff for both. Let's just go peak playoff because I think in the regular season it's Jordan, no doubt, but it's an effort thing. Yeah, exactly, right? exactly. It's the effort thing. Okay, so I'm gonna. I, I, it's hard because you know you don't. It, this is where the era, your era thing comes into play because we don't really know how Jordan would do on 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 help defense as much. Yeah, yeah. But, I, I still want to lean Jordan in defense because of his point of attack defense. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. fair. I would actually lead, lean slightly for LeBron for his versatility and help. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it's very, it's very slight because, again, we're not comparing apples to apples. Yeah, exactly. The way they played defense was so different, and it's not anything to do with them. It's just the, the way the league was. The rules are a big factor in this, and... Even we could even look at defensive impact metrics, but it's they're so different. Like the defenses are so different. The way defense was played today is much different than the nineties. Exactly. So we really have to rely on our eye test here. We can't really use not that we should rely on our on numbers, but anyway. I mean so overall a couple of things. Yeah. Just Jordan. I think Jordan was good was still had most blocks, most steals, which on the defensive lead stats, it's not really a good place to argue, but on ball defender, sure. I think definitely is Jordan. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Um, but off ball defender, it's LeBron. Mm. So this, I think this is where we can get into the, the, the peak stuff because I think overall I have, I give Jordan a slight edge on offense for his slightly better attacking and the not as big of a difference in creating for others. Mm-hmm. I give offense to Le- to Jordan, um, especially when you consider the point of having a guy like this is to create elite team offenses. And Jordan's best teams and LeBron's best teams have very similar offensive rating. So when you can take all that stuff into consideration, I would put Jordan slightly above LeBron. Similar thing with defense, only with LeBron slightly above. So, you know. What would you do overall? <laughs> I know. So that, that's what I was getting to. So when I look at this is when I started to think about the advanced metrics because in, in terms of my eye test and so, some numbers just for support, it's hard to differentiate between the two, truly. And when I look at advanced metrics, the Bulls' offenses were slightly better than LeBron's team's offenses. Jordan's box plus minus was 8 in the regular season in his prime, 9.1 in the playoffs, Whereas LeBron's was 7.6 in the regular season, 8.2 in the playoffs. Offensive Raptor has them about similar. Mm-hmm. And championship above replacement, basically similar thing to value over replacement, but it's odds of winning a championship with just this guy on a random team. Yeah. Jordan's five-year peak was about 30%. Whoa. LeBron's was 27%. Five-year peak. Five-year peak. So f- five best years of Jordan's and five best years of LeBron's. Jordan's is about 30%. LeBron's is just above 27%. So, so overall. Yeah. <laughs> so, overall, for me, combining all of the data we have, watching the eye test, I, me thinking Jordan has a little more skill, they're close, slightly favoring Jordan for me. Yeah, I have to agree. I mean, I didn't look into the advanced metrics as much as you did. But it depends really how much you value LeBron's playmaking and and defensive versatility over Jordan's. Yeah. 
pure scoring and um, mm-hmm. point of attack defense. Um, yeah, which I think in the playoffs in particular, getting a bucket on isolation is probably get needing to score a bucket in the clutch is more, is very reliant on isolation scoring, which Jordan I think is better at. And then, um, mm-hmm. then I would agree getting a stop on one on the team's other player is like another point that favors Jordan in terms of point of attack defense. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, yep. But that's like, so that's very reductionist because it's a single possession kind of uh, right. thinking, but that's, yeah. that's my argument for Jordan, you know? Yeah. And uh, I, I do agree. Like I kind of look, it's hard to do look in the clutch statistics and compare the two because yeah. I mean, there's not as much available data for Jordan, but when you compare Jordan LeBron, the numbers are actually pretty similar. I don't have them available, but they're actually they are similar. Yeah, I think like Nick Wright might convince you that LeBron it's more has clutch. more <laughs> has more game winners, but it's like but the sample is twelve. Yeah, I think twelve shots. The the uh, the stat that goes floats around is what six of twelve for Jordan and like ten for something for LeBron. I forget how many he has. Something like that, but. The, the clutch numbers from from what available available data we have are actually very similar. Yeah. The only reason I would slightly favor Jordan is because when you need a bucket at the end of the game, it does sometimes come down to isolation because it's easier for a coach to manage the clock mm-hmm. on isolation. The likelihood of a turnover is much less. And so coaches tend to go with a guy who is a more isolation scorer. Yeah. Plus, Jordan's a better free throw shooter. That's the something free throw numbers do favor Jordan. We didn't we didn't mention that. Yeah, that's big. <laughs> yeah. Although I don't think LeBron LeBron's free throws, even though they're not as they're bad, he has he missed anything any big free throws? I don't think so. I mean, of course he has, but I mean, like in in a big like finals kind of situation or playoffs. Has he had a Nick Anderson collapse? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> like nothing no. nothing that notable, I believe. No. No. Yeah. So yeah, that's our <laughs> we so, lean Jordan in that one. Um, I think our next section lean what, Jordan. Next section is the peak versus longevity, or is there something else you want to talk? about? I mean, I, well, I think that's I think that was it. Like, I don't know if we need to go into it anymore. <laughs> truthfully, like we already decided it's Jordan. That's <laughs> yes, overall player. Um, I think because yeah, I mean, I think the peak goes to Jordan. Yeah, the ca- longevity is it is going to go to LeBron, but there's context to it. That's the case for LeBron, literally. Like, he wins a few more championships, as if that's easy. <laughs> but mm-hmm. he he leads the league in like total points of all time, goes up on all right. the assist assist all time rankings, whatever, whatever. His accolades will be this this list of accolades will become even longer. Yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah. So well, I yeah we do agree that Michael Jordan is the goat, but if I'm trying to like take away my LeBron hatred, there is a reasonable argument for it, but I do think that it still favors Jordan, even when I really do try to give him a fair shot. Yeah. I don't think this championship convinced anyone otherwise. Like, who, who, the, people who no, think Jordan is true. People who think Jordan's the GOAT won't change their mind after this championship, and vice versa, I don't think. Uh, okay, no, that that that's true. That is very true. Uh, whoever's on each side won't change their mind. I think the only time yeah. you'll see people changing no their mind is if, as I mentioned earlier, is if LeBron reaches seven, with or something yeah. like that. You know, <laughs> for sure, for sure.
And that was the GOAT Next Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> to borrow Rafa's intro. I also just want to shout out real quick um, that I think I successfully put my LeBron hatred aside <laughs> and made fair points. I'm just saying. <laughs> um, so that was our thoughts on the GOAT debate. I hope we brought up some things for you all to consider when discussing these guys and their GOAT arguments. Um, I guess our only question is, who do you think is the GOAT? Let us know your thoughts. Who's got next?